If you like talking, women, ladies, men, topic, conversations, and occasional uninformed politics, multiple, multiple talking, talking women is for you. you. Hit it! Okay, hello, and welcome back to Multiple Talking Women. Uh, this is Paul Gherkin, and today I have a couple of guests that I feel like we could learn something, you too could learn something from, because, you know, we're still kind of new in this podcast thing, and I feel like you two, you know, you, you interrupt people, and you just, you don't do great at okay, it. Okay, that's fair. So mm. uh, we brought in Allison Van Damme. And Woo! Amanda Lifford. Am I Welcome. saying that right? Lifford? Yes, like Clifford well, about the sea. Yeah, and they're from the Vile Files. Oh, I know, I know, Vi because I'm a huge fan. These two women have were brought on by Bachelor alum Nick Vile, who has also a best-selling book called Don't Text Your Ex Happy Birthday, which is something I would have done as my younger self a million times. Yeah. I think um what I'm really interested in is how you came to like how this all happened for you how you came to Los Angeles you want to start okay I can sure. yeah I was like I feel like we're like a couple doing their engagement shoot with I people. know I love and I Babe, feel safe. you tell the story <laughs> I feel safe yeah, um, yes. this is a safe space I, yeah I feel yeah. like well growing up from Boston I always had this like weird vendetta against LA because oh. I thought it was like the antithesis of Boston where I was like it's the people are not spirited and they're flaky and they're beautiful and they care <laughs> about what they wear and like and yeah I think so I had always kind of like written it off and going to school in Chicago I like loved the comedy scene there and found it to be like such a vibrant, awesome place to live. And then I kind of ate my words because like uh -huh. senior year in February of 2020, um, super lucky timing. Uh, I we're at a pilot that won a grant. So uh, I got a free trip to Los Angeles where I got to meet wow. with um, Northwestern alumni in the industry. Congratulations. Wow. And yeah, I like sat in one writer's room and I was like, sold. And uh -huh. then I had one brunch and I was like, sold. <laughs> so Yeah, I, I, it's funny. People hate LA. And in the evangelical community, they mm -hmm. often refer to it as like the devil's place. And I mean, I think LA is filled with incredible people from all over who are coming to pursue dreams. And what's more beautiful than that? This is impressive stuff, though, the grant winning. Not everybody can do that. Thank you. I Yeah, it was kind of an unhinged, like, silly pilot that I wrote. Um, and then we didn't actually – we were supposed to make it at the end of my senior year. Oh. And then because of COVID, everything, uh, like, got shut down. Yes. So it's kind of like this, like – crystallized yes. like mm -hmm. almost in some thing. way that keeps it kind of magical forever yeah, yeah. did you uh, do you remember what you had at brunch Oh, oh, yeah. I had I had something with salmon, which I never knew. Oh, <laughs> but I was like, I was like, I'm in LA. LA. It's time to eat fish. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I think the brunch in LA could get anyone to move here. Oh. Yeah, they don't have it like that. It's in Boston because no. Paula's Diners. also spend time in Boston. Yeah, diners in Boston, which yeah. I enjoy, oh, but great. it's more of a diner vibe. What yeah. is all of your like brunch orders? I mean, it would be pancakes, French toast, and all of this, but mm, you carbs, know, cholesterol. Yeah, I like a, I think yeah, a carbs. thick, a thick cut of ham. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I um, I've been uh, being a vegetarian lately, so I'm gonna get some type of a tofu For how scramble. Long? What is lately? A couple days. Cool. Oh. Yeah. So I'm gonna go into you know tofu scramble type love. thing. Sure. Love, sure. Love, love. sure. 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 Yeah. Side salad. Also, uh, she's an avid runner, and yeah, so she has tight. to keep it. She has to keep, or accidents happen. Oh, yeah. Yes. So that's true. Right. I, it's kind of crazy. It's like a running those, thing. Yeah, especially like, and also race walking. Yes. Have you, Ali, do you know I this corner walk. of the internet? I competitively race walk. You don't oh, know it's wow. about you. Oh, wow. I do. I do that. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Have you won any awards? I win constantly. You do? Mm-hmm. And very celebrated in the community. Oh, we'll wow. get into that more because this is new. Yeah, I kind of want to take this out to the parking lot. Yeah. yeah. See it go down. Oh, yeah. Allie's yeah. going to challenge. Yeah. I, I, I will so. hold the stopwatch. <laughs> okay. So we know how Amanda made it here. Yes. yes. And then Allie, I yes. want to hear from this one who has now been called the dehydrated one. But she's she's <laughs> yeah. glowing to me today. Her, her so. skin tells a different story. It does. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Um, yeah. So I also went to Northwestern with Amanda. Mm -hmm. um, and... During my time at Northwestern, I specifically did a summer in L.A. I did a summer in New York because I was like, I'm going to figure out which one I want to go to mm -hmm. before I'm graduated. Mm -hmm. And I was leaning toward L.A., but then got a full-time job offer in Chicago oh. as an event planner mm -hmm. because my senior year I was event planning and going to school. 
And so I was like, well, I can't really like turn this down. So I guess I'll just live in Chicago for a few years and be an event planner. And then spring of 2020 happened and I moved home with my parents and was still working as an event planner virtually. Obviously, not a lot of events happening. Um, Yeah. So we transitioned over. I started running a boating company um, because boats that were like less than 10 people could still go out. It was all sorts of different rules. But it was this weird moment where I was like walking up the stairs of my parents' house and there was this little voice in my head that was like, if not now, when? And so summer of 2020, I was like, I'm going to move out to L.A., I kept working for them remotely around Labor Day, closed up shop with the boating company. It sounds like God was talking to you. In yeah, I do. I, you know, I grew up religious, so mm-hmm. there I sense I, a connection between I, us. I see you, girl. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. So moved out here and then just kind of figured I'd make it work once I was out here. Started working as a full time nanny. I had a four and a six year old doing online preschool and online kindergarten at the same time. So it was a lot of sliding between rooms. Mm. And then December of 2020 is when I think both of us saw the job description. uh, And what was the job description? It was vague. It was really vague. vague. It was very vague. Um, It was like, hold on, were you two friends? We took North. one class together. Yeah. We took acting for screen together, but we didn't even so have didn't a really scene know together. Each other that much. Yeah, I also feel like there was kind of a weird because I was like mostly doing legal like sociology, but then I mm. eventually like caved and picked up like a film double major mm-hmm. and so like the radio television film RTVF major, I feel like and I, beef is way too strong a word and there was definitely so much overlap in friendships but I do think there was kind of like in a lot of the like comedy classes or these classes mm-hmm. where there'd be overlap there was kind of a distinction between like the RTVF and theater mm-hmm. people I would say so yeah. I feel like I just kind of like ended up like sitting with my friends from RTVF and yeah. like not really like branching out as much mm-hmm. as I oh, might yeah. have otherwise okay. I wouldn't have approached theater people if I was a non-theater person or <laughs> <laughs> weird yeah <laughs> so you separately see this job posting yes yes okay. I didn't even see it I got sent it by another friend of ours from Northwestern okay. and oh. she had done deep dive and she had said I've researched this manager who posted this listing he only has one client on IMDB Pro that has a podcast and fits this description it's Nick Vial you have to submit yeah. And for for these two who don't we're not going to spend a lot of time on this but for these two who don't know who that is I just want to say people who don't watch reality TV the shows that we're talking about Vanderpump Rules okay incredible life changing mm-hmm. um Love is Blind incredible life changing yeah. The Bachelor Bachelorette if you're into character development of real people life changing I watched some Bachelor okay. back in the day why because it was on oh. the- I actually heard a rumor, Paula, that you were on an episode of The Bachelor, but they never aired it. Is that true? That's right. I came in uh, just, well, as always, what happens with me is everyone is attracted to me. Mm. So I came in and all all the women that were supposed to like The Bachelor suddenly turned focus <laughs> and they said, this isn't going to work because they, ha- they all have to watch. They all have to want that Bachelor yeah. guy, you know, and um, and he had made a choice. He said that one. So uh, they said, no, we need the show to go longer. So oh, talk okay. about wishing happy birthday. That bachelor, I don't even remember his name, but he sends me a lot of texts. Oh, oh wow. Mm. He's married now, but he's still like, I'd end it. Right. <laughs> if you're wow. game. That's power. I have yeah. never watched The Bachelor. Okay. But I have watched reality TV shows. My show, my reality TV shows are court shows. Oh. I love a divorce court. Judge Judy. I love a Judge Judy, a Nancy Judge Grace. Joe Brown. I love a Nancy Grace. <laughs> uh, this is my reality. And mm. it's, it's uh, you watch it, but it's, it's sort of an escape for you, right? Yes. What do you call it? That's my escape. Do you like the justice of it? I feel like it's a, an escape for me because mm. I would never... Um, Divorce my husband. Even I would never you maybe should <laughs> sue him for building a fence that doesn't work. Sure. Wow. So you so, so you look at these people as like whoa, like this mm-hmm. is very different from me. That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. So these these two luminous ladies get they look at the job offer. They yeah. find out it's Nick Vile and. You know, in a beautiful nutshell, you how'd you get the job? Because I bet there was a lot of people wanting this. And yeah. please make sure that nutshell is beautiful. Oh. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, it was a three. It was three round of interviews. Yeah. Wow. Um, we did not have that for this. <laughs> did you arrive there and say, oh, "Good goodness gracious, I know you," or did you know that you were both going to 
interview for this job oh, before you did? You. We didn't know. It was originally a job for one person. Oh. Yeah. And then Nick wanted both of us. Oh. But yeah. we didn't know the other person was the other person until oh. the friend who had sent me the job description texted me and said, do you know who got the other role? It's Amanda. And it was like Christmas time. And I was yeah. at like a Christmas party and I was like, no way. Yeah. yeah. This friend is like the puppet master of the world. <laughs> she is like just one of the most like on it people you've yeah. ever met. Like she, there is like a level of ferocity wow. and intensity and she is so connective. And so yeah. because of that, we were able to kind of like exchange phone numbers. Yeah. And I think so much of the job has just been very like kind of build the plane as it takes off in the sense that I think Nick has really given us the opportunity to kind of find what calls to us. And of course, like he sets parameters. He has Mm -hmm. like a vision for the role. But like, I think we did get to sort of define what that looked like a lot. So there was definitely a lot of like very early, like, what do you think of this? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. yeah. I feel like the two of you push boundaries in a very nice way, but it's kind of like, oh, these are the voices I want to hear. Not that I don't want to listen to him. But it's like, okay, these women are on the pulse. And also when it comes to dating things, you really know because you're in that range. Mm -hmm. Well, I think because when I was um, like took a a year off before school and I was in a city where like I didn't know anybody. And so I did improv to kind of like make friends. And that was like the most wonderful experience. And all of those friends were in their sort of mid to late 20s. And then while I was in college, I was doing stuff at a theater called IO downtown. And so I think because for sort of like teen early 20s years Mm -hmm. I was had a lot of influence from people who were in their late 20s I think I kind of learned how to one like not sound like a college kid all the time you know like um and then kind of like downplay be like I'm gonna be covert so that way nobody feels weird about the fact that I'm younger than everyone yeah Mm -hmm. um but then I think I also really got to kind of like absorb their attitudes on the world and then my mom is just like one of the most like profoundly brilliant and like down to earth people Mm. like she says stuff to me that really resonates like stable people are delusional like Mm. it's not like that like you can do anything I think she just has like a really I like that she's awesome I you know I have a 16 year old son I feel like I fit the bill of this amazing mother also sure and I took him once to a show um at a comedy theater that and when he was like 11 and I didn't realize somebody came out with a purple neon strap on dildo in a scene. Oh. And in the car on the way home, we had a conversation about it. And it was really good. What did that yeah. conversation sound like? I said, OK, we got to talk about what we saw. And he was very <laughs> embarrassed. And yeah. I said, people do things. There's nothing wrong with it. Some people like to incorporate things. Uh, you don't have to do that. It's not necessarily what I dabble in. Um, but basically, yeah, people like to do things. And as long as you're not hurting yourself or anybody else, emotionally or physically, you can do what you want. Love That's that. That's great. Ali, I feel like you have like such an event planner sensibilities for like, it, it, like I feel like sometimes it comes through an advice that you give yeah. because you're like, there's several moving pieces. I'm going to figure out the order of these that like needs to be addressed. And I feel like you're very good at kind of like analyzing and like breaking down. Do you like feel that. like event planning? Like I like that. Maybe. Yeah. I also think yeah, growing up, I was like the youngest cousin on both sides mm. and like never wanted to feel like you said, like the younger one. And so becoming the type of person who could like give people advice, like having cousins or my sister like ask me questions is really amazing and I feel like oftentimes like in high school and college I kind of became the person to like bounce things off of I draft everybody's texts I come up with like how we're gonna handle a situation because I'm like we are just gonna figure it out yeah but yeah I like that yeah it's kind of like steering the ship Mm -hmm. of only a few people or a lot of people depending on if it's COVID or not when you are doing the boating exactly were you those types of children who just couldn't wait to be grown up yes like you had a little (laughs) office for yourself I would walk into like Ann Taylor with my mom and be like, God, I want a blazer. Like, I just, I hated being a kid. I I wanted to be able to to control (laughs) my schedule. You at Hillary Clinton, you're like, I want what she has. You want a little day planner. Yes, absolutely. You don't even know your letters yet, but you're making schedules. Yes, absolutely. Mm. I loved new notebooks. I love notebooks. But then I didn't like to write in them because if my writing wasn't perfect, I'd have to just throw it away. Um, Perfectionism. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I always wanted to be like, business doing my life wow. in control now can you could you use that perfectionism for your water drinking maybe <laughs> oh, i think like I, there's a certain mm. amount i'm supposed to drink mm. and if i don't i'm bad and i'm wrong yeah Check i have this often. weird thing where i'm either really motivated with certain aspects of my life or 
So lazy. Or nothing. It's so true. Mm-hmm. And Amanda asked me this question the other day. She's like, do you feel like you're keeping up on like all these kind of adult tasks that you need to do? And I was like, well, you know, I have a trip planned for April of next year and mm. I have a makeup artist picked out in case I need glam and I have an mm. Airbnb that's available that weekend. I also didn't eat dinner three times this week. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really yeah, there's a up. balance. Yeah. So the self-care. <laughs> the self-care yeah. is not mm-hmm. always there. Yeah. Got it. Um, my question is, what about in your own personal life? Are you ever like, Damn it! I texted that person person when I would I would have t- given the advice to not do that, or I, I you know I I went on too many dates with this jackass when I shouldn't have. Like I would have told any good friend of mine, like he's no good or she's no good or whatever. When you don't do you, follow your own advice, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. ever not follow your own advice and then go, what am I? What am I doing? A thousand, I was engaged. I like right now. I'm. You were engaged. No, well, I was gonna say. I, <laughs> wow. To finish the sentence, I was engaged in absolute fuckery for like so much for like the first year of the job. Now mm-hmm. I'm in a relationship, and so I feel like that kind of mm-hmm. cools things down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But like, I was. Oh my god! It was like a parade of like, I won't say narcissists. Like, but like I think just like a parade of people who were. Um, I, I think like I. It was like almost finding out like various parts of myself are like these yes. magnets to things and being like, oh. Oh, okay, if they're magnets to things, what is that about? And so I think I was definitely making some decisions. And but see, that's so wise. So that's what wise. I'm talking about. Also, narcissism, gaslighting, they're not just topic words right now. It's happening and women are becoming very aware of it. And I think it's empowering. Also being engaged in fuckery sounds really fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like so fun. No, you had then... a great year. Mm. It was a really yeah. fun year. <laughs> but it was a lot. I feel like, but that's the thing though, is that like, I feel like with modern dating, because like I was also a matchmaker and right, I have right. friends who, and I would love to if there's oh, at yes, any point. Yes. Um, yeah. But I think with like that window of like seeing like my matchmaking clients, seeing all the people Nick talks to and then like my friends who are dating, I think there's this um, really intense pressure that people feel to have this like highlight reel of like wild times in your 20s. And I think people don't actually I, I don't think anybody has an accurate sense of like opportunity costs that are like realistic because I think in order to have that like highlight reel, I often find at least for me there's certain things that just have to be neglected in order to maintain like yes. that kind of like energy. And, you know, if you're always that like zingy, like energetic person on a first date, then it's like, who are you when you get home and have to like take off your makeup? Like the wow. battery is kind of different. And I so, feel like yeah. I'm twice as old and half as smart. I agree. <laughs> listen, I agree. Listen, you said opportunity costs. I'm sitting here trying to figure out what that means. Or what you. that might mean to your marriage, which is something for another story. No, yeah. it's gonna, we're going to get into that today. We got it with these two. Can you yeah. explain an opportunity cost? Cost. Yes, a thousand percent. I also I was like failed out or not failed out, but like stomped away from economics. Um, so that was like a, one of the few terms I picked up. And it's kind of so it's like saying so the cost of like taking an improv class isn't just the amount of money that I pay for that class. It's also all the opportunities that I forego in order to take that class. Oh so it's God. like I can't then take a uh, I was going to be Pilates like, class. Uh, right. Were you going to go modeling class? I was like, that oh shows like, how much I am. Like, I would never yeah. ever venture into anything like that. I think it was just like acting, modeling. Even I jumped that's... to Pilates because that's another thing that's like something to I do. actually do. Modeling is something. Where did modeling I'm come an from? anti-model. I would love to get some time in my schedule to take a model. Well, <laughs> Paula, you, you ran a modeling school for a little while. I did. Yeah. I had a lot of jobs. Did they yeah. not just all fall in love with you? Yeah, well, yeah, this is part of the issue, you know. But also, they didn't like the walk I was teaching them, uh, which was you like the, so the signature walk you called signature. Yeah, it was it's, just really fast. Yeah, it's sort like, of a waddle. Yeah. yeah, it's a power waddle. I call it, and mm-hmm. it was different. And I thought, I thought it was a uh, interesting. It's like the speed walking. We'll see later. I know. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah, a lot of hips in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. but Allison, I'm learning the new terms: opportunity costs. You're planning your perfect trip. With everything and the opportunities costing you eating dinner. That's true. Mm. That is true. Full circle yeah. moment. Full yeah. circle. It's very moment. true. Yeah. 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 Okay. So briefly, let's hear about the matchmaking. Let's hear about how boat, because I'm really stuck <laughs> on the boat, also might play into like skills that you got. But let, let's matchmaker, matchmaker, give me a match. It was like corporate Cupid. 
Like, I think it sounds so whimsical and glamorous. And I'm Jewish, so, like, you know, some of my brothers are like, ah, you're a yenta, huh? Yes. And um, it was much more, uh, it was like a Silicon Valley tech oh. startup that was like, what if the human was the algorithm? So it was kind oh. of meant to be like, online dating sucks. Everyone hates it. How do we have a human being who can, like, cater for, like, people who have a lot of money to blow on this, like, right. who can kind of take away the worst parts? And so some of those being, oh. like, you know, values-driven stuff and also just having a date planned and not having someone who flakes and everything like that. So I kind of – I had, like, an hour to get to know my clients, like, Whoa. the whole thing. Right. Um, and it was a dream for me because I think being a writer and just someone who loves meeting new people, it was so cool constantly just, like, logging on to Zoom being like, all right, I'm about to get to ask someone some really invasive personal questions for my job. Mm. Um, and it was also – you know, we we said a lot amongst the coworkers. It's more of an art than a science. Oh, um, yeah, there's. I think I was confronted with how people, you know, just so much of the job was in some ways contingent on self awareness oh. from others, and so it they was don't very. Have it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're like, I'm this kind of person. You're like, great. Mm, that wasn't true. Sure. And it was you're like, not patient and kind. Maybe you're kind of a, a jerk. And maybe you didn't say that. Yeah. Or yeah. like, or people who are like, I'm so like. I'm just like a fully cooked adult. Like I think mm. a lot of it was really it was fascinating. The most interesting part about matchmaking, and then I will stop laughing because we got to hear about this boat. <laughs> the but, boats don't matter. I don't that know. Does how matter? Really. The boat boats were years ago. Continue. But like I think seventy five percent of people, if not higher, kind of had the exact same thing. The ways that they describe themselves and the things that they were looking for, and you could rotate out a few characteristics. And part of that would have to do with the fact that this is like a specific sect of the population being people who sought out matchmaking and mm. who were professionals who had the money to spend on matchmaking. So it's like not representative of like the whole world mm -hmm. by any stretch. Um, but it was fascinating seeing how many people were like, I'm emotionally intelligent and oh. I want someone emotionally intelligent. And I started asking like, what does emotional intelligence look like for you? Oh. Because – Wide mm -hmm. range. Yeah. Wide, wide range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like for some people it means like I want you to like talk me through like all of the woes and things that I've experienced through the day with like tenderness and kindness. And for some people it's like I want you to hold me accountable and like not mm. let me whine when it's my mm. fault for doing things that make me unhappy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What's Do you have any, any your... success stories? Sorry. I did actually. The first date I ever set up, um, I hope they're still going strong. Mm. Um, but they're – they, like, were meeting each other's – they sent me an email, like, a, a probably a year down the line, and they were meeting each other's parents. Oh, that's nice. Um, wow. But a lot of – a lot of missed connections <laughs> or, yeah. or other connections <laughs> that were made but not there. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. So it's precarious. Yes. Love is precarious. Because I think you think, oh, get a person involved. Now that'll make it work, you know, as opposed to just being on the dating app. But maybe – do you think it's got the same? Maybe it's equally as successful either way because it's such a crapshoot, all the pieces that make two people like each other? I think it is It is such a crapshoot, like all the two pieces that make people mm -hmm. like each other. And I think I definitely got better as I went on, like, you know, a year in. I was asking very different questions. Um, but I also think so much of, like, what I tried to do for my role because, you know, we don't guarantee an outcome. And so I was like, how do I make dating feel approachable to people or like I just think people feel so discouraged and like deficient with dating these days mm -hmm. especially people I worked with a lot of clients who were like you know women in their like mid to late 30s who mm -hmm. I think a lot of them brought these like stories of like I missed the boat mm -hmm. um oh. like I didn't have an <laughs> alley making boat. sure the boat was running on time right that's you need that yeah you and so also, no, sorry go ahead. oh no so uh, yeah I think I tried to because it was such a crapshoot whether or not these two people would both want to see each other again for a date, like, I tried to really focus on, like, how do I make this person feel excited about dating? Like, they are worthy in the dating space mm -hmm. and, like, and also maybe gently push back on some things that could be potential inhibitors <laughs> to being That's a good date. That's a big thing. Yeah. You know, it's also pheromones. You can't <laughs> quantify or qualify pheromones. And people smell each other. Right. I mean, and this they, is actually very true. It's very true. We're animals. And this so is part of you can everything can line up, you know, like on paper. But then these two people sniff each other and they're like, no. We're and no, this we're is part of the reason you don't wash your jeans. That's right. It's part of why I don't wash. She yeah. cleans them by putting them in the sunshine to kill the bacteria. Ah. Yeah. Then you keep jeans. You can keep jeans for 25 years if you do it like that. See, I heard that it was the freezer. Uh. <laughs> if you put jeans in the freezer. No. Because think about it. Think about it. I will. <laughs> Because back, back, think about when, like, 
uh, in Civil War times, right? People are all people getting sick and everything. They're all freezing. Nobody's not getting the germs. Mm. Oh, they're all still true. getting it. That is mm. true. You need the heat. You need the sun. Mm-hmm. I'm that's noticing the they're spectacularly faded. <laughs> yeah, that's it. They throw them in the sun. You just, you know, inside out. If you want to get the inside, you know, cleaned up. Yeah, <laughs> almost almost translucent at this point that's from right. the sunshine. That's right. Yeah, but the I, pheromones um, is a thing. I have to say, I so far relate more than you might think to you because you uh, came to Los Angeles. Sell a TV show. You are right. I had ne- having never done it before. Right. You so, threw parties on boats, having ne- never done it before. <laughs> you, then you are a matchmaker, barely out of the womb, having never done it before. And now you host a po- podcast, having never done it before. We are the same because we also host a podcast, having never done it before. Yes, except we're not fresh out of the womb. In fact, as you might know, my womb was recently removed. Yes, yeah, surgically, but that's okay. Briefly, <laughs> she has to bring it up in every every time yes. we record. Allison, I just want to know if, since the boating, you know, we don't need to talk too much about the boating. <laughs> who swabbed? What do you want to know? Who cleaned up the deck? Who swabbed the deck? Did you have a person? Yeah, so it's a bare boat charter company, which mm. means that technically we are not allowed to hire the captain or the crew, but mm. we will make recommendations. So if you go on my phone right now and you search captain, you can see a bunch of different captains. Ooh, captains. Oh my That's sexy. I, yeah. I was gonna say, so I, I would like oh. check with the captains. Get their availability or any of my deck hands, and then mm, I would be able to hands. recommend that to the client and kind of connect them. But I technically, because it's a bare boat, couldn't do that for them. There's a lot of rules. So you think Ooh, this I isn't mean. a big deal? But the the amount of expertise she has just about this and in the event planning, <laughs> these ladies have lived and done careers more than most people their age. That's true. That's true. They've done a little bit of everything. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's important. Yeah. All right. All so. right. Now, I want to get into it. Mm-hmm. We need it. We all three of us, and I know Lana. You may say you don't need help dating. Well, you need help with your partner. I have. I'm with a man who's the father of my child, and yeah. I have an open relationship. Yes, Love. but he's not always happy about it. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's news to me. I guess you've been hanging out. No, I've seen him. He looks upset. What I need. So this is what I need to know. As you know, and I do think it's a pheromone thing for me is my guess because when I go to the zoo, the animals are charging at the glass, and so I. I do think, for me, it's pheromones, right? Because the gorillas especially, and they're very much like us, right? So what would you say... Because I'm, I feel bad. I'm breaking hearts left and right here, you know? And I like to... I would want to go out on a date, you know? I have rules. You don't... don't sleep, no sleepovers because that makes them connected. <laughs> so that's, you know... But what else can I do to... Is there something I could do to my look? Is there something I could do, you know, so that, you know, I'm not kind of fending off... Men and women, honestly. And gorillas. And gorillas. Yeah, I was going to say, avoid the zoo, first and foremost. <laughs> yeah, get us This sounds dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> the zoo. I was going to say, I'll contrary every first date at the zoo. Show yeah. people that there's oh. demand. Yeah, there's a demand. Supply, yeah. demand, economics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you guys ever go out together? <laughs> like, could you lean on them yeah. for kind of a bodyguard moment? I mean, mm. uh, they're not my friends. Okay. Mm. Cool, cool, cool. So yeah. I'm just the producer, but oh. I go spend time Uh-oh. with them. Um, maybe yeah, Lana's I don't, husband <clears throat> as a bodyguard. Well, that's something. But then, I don't he? have a lot of physical strength, and she, which she requires to no. keep her in line. But and, yeah, maybe some kind of a barricade of people mm-hmm. around me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think maybe go out in groups. If you if you're not trying to get approached, if you're mm-hmm. going out to mm-hmm. you know say I'm the a, zoo, say the club. See, I'm going <laughs> everywhere alone. Oh, got it. Everywhere mm-hmm. alone. Th- oh, that wow. might be the issue. What mm-hmm. happens at the club? I just like to, I just want to dance, you know. Yeah. I just go to dance. Do they can they do they even let you? No, I'm getting I'm getting rammed up against in a you know in a second once I'm dancing. But so okay, you say you don't want people to spend the night because they fall in love. I think there's a secret Paula deep inside who wants a real love story. Could she be being ladies? Do you think she could be have some issues psychologically? Well, She's shocked. I am shocked. I don't know. I mean, I guess if it was somebody who was independent, hmm. didn't need me to tell them that they're, you're okay, you're okay, because people want to be told they're okay, and, like, I don't want to do that for anybody. She suffers from something called extreme confidence, mm-hmm. which I think can be difficult. Uh, I guess I, I don't want to, I don't love being around it. Would you say um, Jesus had extreme confidence in terms of just, like, having the convictions he had? Oh. oh. 
I mean, when someone is capable of performing miracles, then but how... But he was also getting down and washing people's feet. The man was humble. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. He, well, I wouldn't do he that. Knew, uh, he, had, he knew balance. Yeah. He knew work-life balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he would take time away mm-hmm. to pray alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And he didn't discriminate. He was friends with prostitutes. Mm. Mary Magdalene. Yeah. Mary, sweet Mary Magdalene. Lest we forget. Well, so you've got some issues because her husband is in a scandal. I we yeah. heard, mm-hmm. yeah, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm not out there, you know, dating per se. You're I'm, not in the club. I'm per not se. in the club per- or the zoo <laughs> or the zoo. I I wouldn't know how to even do this. Yes, do young men roll down their windows when I speed walk past their Jeep Wranglers? Yes, they call out to me. Hmm. But I cannot give them the time of day because I'm devoted to my husband and my job on this earth is to serve him. So I, you know, when I met Richmond, we were both volunteering at a retirement home and I was doing a Thanksgiving Day craft with some of the old folks, gluing tiny orange feathers to turkeys. And a gust of wind came up and... There Richmond was, and he inhaled one of these feathers that we were gluing oh to turkeys, my. and he nearly died. Oh. oh, I didn't know this story. It's just, yeah, it's one for the ages. Mm. And so I, I, uh, I got down on top of him, and I performed the mouth-to-mouth ritual. And um, it was really lodged in there, and we sat in the chapel. I sat with him until that feather passed. May I ask which end? <laughs> The bottom end. Mm. <clears throat> and uh, that's when we d- decided to spend our lives together. And that, that, that soiled feather is the first page of our wedding album. Is it true that you wear it around your neck in the locket? It is. I do. Mm-hmm. See, I don't think she should be with this guy anymore. I think you need to give her some tips on how to get out. Well, I would love to know, like, for you when you think about, like, companionship or whether it's like maybe friendships that you may have, although I know this podcast was a big way. Part of the agenda with that was making friends. That's right. But like mm-hmm. with loved ones in your life, like what are some of the things that make you feel like connected to them or loved by them, whether it's like experiences or kind of ways that they show up for you? And mm. maybe in what ways is Richmond not providing those? Yes. Oh. Uh, well, you know, Richmond barely gives me the time of day. Um, I have to wear a lot of medical grade compression socks um, that sometimes I look my way that way. Um, I make a lot of roasts for his attention. Mm. I feel seen when my children say, Mommy, I love this roast. Mm. And I love you, Mommy. And um, on British. They draw. I do once I do enjoy them more when they speak in accents. Mm. Yes, I heard you actually wanted them to, instead of learning a foreign mm. language, you wanted them to learn a British accent at school. That's exactly right. I petitioned their school to teach British accents, actually, because children are much more adorable when they speak with these I little agree. accents. How could you disagree with yeah. that? Um, so it sounds like words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. Big love language. I, I, I need, yes, See how she attention. just said that in like two mm-hmm. words and this has been like mm-hmm. a this long This has been going paragraphs. on for 10 minutes. Well, that's what I, that's what I need. Um, what do you think about sitting with him while that feather was moving through his colon? Mm-hmm. Made him say, this should be my wife. Well, I thought he, I think he thought he might die. If I wasn't right next so to him. So those relationships, mm-hmm. things that happen in trauma, they mm-hmm. don't always last. Mm-hmm. Like we never saw what Jack and Rose's relationship would have been like yeah. oh. had they both clutched onto the door. Good chance it might not have worked out. Correct. I'm sorry. Who are we talking about now? Titan. She doesn't watch movies. Oh. oh. Got it. Me neither. Oh. If you were to go on some kind of, mm. if you had money was of no object and you could go mm. see any kind of historical mm. or just like significant site in the world, where do you think you might travel? Assuming maybe you had to go all together. Well, I want to see the first people. Oh. Like, I don't even understand how they turned from gorilla 
in your sake, to mm. person, mm. like the gorillas that are attracted to you. I really do, like yeah. thousands, hundreds of thousands of years ago. Love I just, Yeah, I'm super into it. So well, I would have just gone to the Before Garden Christ. of Eden. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would go Lord. there to the Garden of Eden. Sure. Mm-hmm. Would you intervene or would you just watch it happen? I would watch it happen. Got it. I would want to intervene, but I would watch it happen because it all happened perfectly. Mm. Are you a fate, everything happens for a reason type of person? Absolutely. Got it. Are you? I feel like sometimes you have to believe that everything happens for a reason or else there's too much anxiety. And I feel like I have to believe that there's life after death or else I'll lose my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel it's, like, it's, it's a comforting thought. Mm-hmm. Well, that's something that I, you're not going to screw it up. Mm-hmm. I, I think about that a lot with like uh, reality TV, like especially in the space that we work in and seeing the way that like I think we have the same mentality that we applied for like sitcoms and like fictional characters. Like I think we feel the same amount of like entitlement as a society to like comment on these people without any of the sort of mental math of like, oh, this is an actual human being who like receives these comments and like personalizes them because they're very personal. You're attacking them. Um, And granted, there's some egregious stuff that goes down on reality TV. um, But I think like I think about that a lot about how when people do things that are wrong or bad, how accountability is so important. But especially when it comes to kind of more like personal, interpersonal uh, trespasses, like how redemption is so missing from the accountability mm-hmm. about how we're like really focused on like flagellating and like well, that goes along with cancel culture too. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. no gray culture. area anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like we love you or we hate you. And once right. we hate you, good luck getting back. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. it's such a shame because like for me at least like in terms of the everything happens for a reason, like I find I'm so much more motivated if I feel like there's a path to improvement. Like even if it's like, yeah, I really messed up and I really like underserved this friendship or whatever else, like in order for me to like try to re-engage and try to make it right, like I think I need to ha- feel like there's that incentive of like hope of I can make it right and like there is something to do. And I know that, you know, it's it's a complicated topic of like some of these people are not wanting to do that kind of learning or exploration and so we we don't necessarily owe it to them to be like here how we how you can make it better i do think it's very like self-motivated but i do think we could do a better job of like letting people know that it was possible if they were to really invest in yeah and figuring out isn't that hard to know sometimes though if someone's really invested in doing the work or they're just acting like they're invested because they want to get their life back that's totally. the, part that's the notes app apology. Yeah. 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 It's hard to know mm. the difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes. I yeah. feel like that's the poison of like perfectionism because I feel like I'm a perfectionist even though I'm like disorganized. And I feel like when I think of perfectionism, I think of a very like Pinterest board, mm-hmm. like poised, mm-hmm. like together, like sort of like mm-hmm. you two. Um, Thank you. And <laughs> I think, hey, Pinterest board. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also like, I feel like it applies in terms of just like inner world of like, you're the only one who really knows how much you're pushing yourself in certain areas, how much you're considering other people's viewpoints, Mm -hmm. how accountable you're holding yourself to like both caring for yourself Mm -hmm. and others. And so I think that's where for me, like the perfectionism comes from of like, there's no like checks and balances. It's just me. And so I want to be like, I don't want to mess like, you know, I want to be doing the most. Like, I wanna... Is this sort of where um, reality TV is uh, uh, part of the draw is there's a transference like uh, I can't fix myself, let this I want to watch this person fix themselves. Yeah, instead. I think it's also comforting, too, because you're watching someone who, regardless of the show, is in really heightened circumstances. So you watch them have breakdowns and get emotional and be dramatic. And it's kind of a shit show in some ways. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. But, um, yes, you are. Huh? And Fuck so yeah. it kind of makes your own life feel better. If you feel like you're out of control or stressed or mm-hmm. losing your mind, mm-hmm. watching someone do it on national television mm-hmm. can be comforting. In a way. (laughs) And especially because for – and I know it's getting more, like, uh, expansive in terms of the type of people who appear on these shows. But I think for so often, especially with a franchise like The Bachelor, it's, like, the cheerleader. And so it's, like, The Bachelor would – I believe so strongly – The Bachelor wouldn't work with, like, average American women because part Mm -hmm. of it is watching these, like – beautiful in terms of like very she much male quoted. gaze. Yes, male gaze. <laughs> yeah, yes. well like mm-hmm. beautiful beautiful in a very like narrow definition. Middle That's, America. Yeah, yeah, and not to describe Magazine. them at all because yeah. they're, they're all like oh, beautiful. they're all people, yeah. But yeah, it does feel... Models, modeling school. Yeah. <laughs> Probably, right? Yeah. Modeling class. Maybe yours. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's like, I think part of it is like watching these people who, these standards that like I, you know, I think for me at least thinking back to high school, like I aspire to these standards. I felt kind of a prisoner to these standards. 
And like I was had to climb this ladder. And so I think sometimes it's like watching the people who have those standards. There's like a sick schadenfreude and watching them be miserable because there's this like jealousy and there's this ways that Mm -hmm. we're like conditioned to view them as our Mm -hmm. competition or like the people who did the thing that I'm so desperately trying to do with my body or whatever else. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's also. Yeah, like they all have perfectly waxed um, bikini areas Mm -hmm. in the bikini Mm -hmm. shoots. And I can't with the amount of ethnicities I have in my blood. The hair is so coarse. We have a great laser place. We do. It's on Groupon. Yes. Amanda found it. The parking lot. Is oh. will make you fight for your life. Good luck. But oh. Great price. Oh, first I thought it was called the parking lot. Oh. <laughs> it's actually in Amanda's back seat. Oh, <laughs> yes. Okay. Very entrepreneurial. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd get lasered. You would get lasered? I would get lasered. Okay. 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 Do you think the gorillas would you? like you more or less? Oh, that's a great question. question. You know what? Taking some hair off could remove some pheromones. Yeah, because did you know hair's lips. reason is to keep the pheromone smell? Yeah. Oh. Pheromone is important. I take back my advice. Let's just go get laser. Yeah. yeah. That's the solution. That's yeah, the you're solution. right. It is. I got to get some hair off my body. So can we take, can we pause and please speak about the success of this podcast? Ours right here, right now? <laughs> well, no, I wanted to. Well, of course ours. But I want to <laughs> say that these women have been on a podcast and didn't you just have your 600th? It went out at 12.01 a.m. Episode? Yes. God. I can see why now listening to these knowledge droppings. I mean, is this guy who hired you, is he like, I? that was the smartest thing I ever did in my entire life? <laughs> you better be. Who knows? Who, yeah, we'll he's have to get him on. He's got a great poker face, yeah. you know? <laughs> but I do think, I feel like he's very much like a show, don't tell kind of person. So I, yeah. I think. No, I think, I, I don't think we'd still be here if, yeah. he, if he didn't, if he didn't like us that. on the team. Totally. But, yeah. But no. I think it's, it's cool because I do think he is someone who is so um, connected to, like, his own vision for things. Like, mm-hmm. I think he can really see from, like, start to finish, like, what he wants something to look like. Mm-hmm. And, like, he can really, like, fill in the dots and, like, sort of chart his course down the line. He's got to mm-hmm. be very smart to have hired the two of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'm shaking in my boots now that even though we hired Paula as our producer, now she is in the boss role <laughs> that right. she might want some younger flesh. The whole time mm-hmm. is all I'm thinking about. <laughs> how much better they would be than us yeah oh they let each other talk oh you know they're there for each other so you all give out dating advice on the show correct i yeah. think it, it yeah. depends on who's calling in i feel like obviously nick is the main the main advice giver and then i feel like it probably depends on like who we relate to the most i feel like we always try to relate to our callers but there's usually certain mm. things that one of us will have more of like life experience with and then we'll usually kind of uh, what kind of do you get any questions of anything that make you feel embarrassed that you're like, I don't want to I don't want to talk about that. Hmm. <laughs> That's a good question. Our live show can sometimes get very fun. Oh, yeah. Our live show that and like we'll talk about it's That's more of like our, our sex show. Yeah, and we had like we had like a questions. we had a butt stuff episode. Oh. My sister came on. Mm. Oh, um, doctor. My sister's a doctor. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. thank you. No, she is uh, a nephrologist. When kidneys, you said butt, butt oh. stuff, I thought yeah. maybe gastro. Yeah, no, that would have been fun. Yeah. But the kidneys are close. Yeah, yeah they're all but in there. stories about people, you know, finding some some. Some friends, as they called them, yeah. it's just poop. More than a yeah. feather, unfortunately. Yeah, um, more than a feather. Those kind of stories, I'm always a bit <laughs> yeah. taken aback by. They're a bit yeah. shocking. Yeah, they're a bit shocking. Interesting yeah. sexual pro- proclivities. What they've taken have. in their back is what makes you take it get taken aback. We had someone say <laughs> no. that some man would <laughs> no. stick a gerbil up his. Oh yeah. Oh, this is Richard Gere. Remember this? That was something was like in the nineties before you guys that. were born. Oh. Yeah. yeah, they yeah. said he did that. Yeah. Oh, I love that story i worry about the oh, talk to me about these live shows yeah. oh yeah every thursday night we do a live show oh yeah, yeah. So. it's it, very fun it started out as like a how can we make this like a debate a dating support group because again dating is the worst these days yeah. everyone hates it it's so miserable and bad mm. for morale so like how can we make like a fun space so we're like, like we'll pregame with people before they go on their dates yeah, they're yes. like getting together with them yeah getting ready for we them. have like a live chat every yeah, yeah. and it it's turned really into like there i remember like one quote was like an anecdote someone shared was like um, giving their boyfriend a blowjob and then their boyfriend's brother opened the door and they made eye contact. Oh, so wow. it's like, you know, it's, it's yeah. really sort of... Yep. Mm-hmm. A little bit of everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People are very giving when it comes to the yeah. show and their stories. Yeah. Do any of you have, I and I don't want to like pry, of course, whatever you're comfortable sharing, but any um, sort of sexual experiences that were particularly notable or that you might share on mm. such a... I'm... I once had <laughs> sex in... 
Griffith Park. Have you heard of it? Yes. Yes. It's a park in Los Angeles. Uh, and there were a lot of frogs in the area making, you know, the tree frogs, I guess. They were all making their frog sounds, right? Mm. And when the sex, when we when we came into the area and the sex began, the tree <laughs> frogs got silent. But then once we were fully, fully going, the tree frogs got very loud mm. as if they were... Excited. Serenading us. They were excited. They knew what was going on and they got louder and louder until until climax. Mm. Anyways, that's has well, you ever heard way, that story kind before? Of nice, right? It, it kind was of very drown nice. out your own. It noises. sounds sure. almost a little bit like a, a Disney movie, mm -hmm. like a Princess yes. and the and Frog. That's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like they knew that there was something happening. There were two animals in their midst. Uh huh. You know? And, and they, they were singing along to you. Yeah, as if they you were, were just like, this is normal and natural, and mm -hmm. we're getting involved. We mm -hmm. don't have to be quiet and afraid. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's wow. Yeah. yeah. Do yeah. either of you have sexual stories or experiences that is were that funny weird? That you'd be open to sharing? Is that weird, my story? The frog? No. no. I have a fear okay of aquatic creatures, so it oh. would be my nightmare. Ooh, but okay. Even frogs? I knew oh fish. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. No. okay. Right. Needles and anything that lives in water. Copy. Okay. That's going to be my... I have to be oh, with you there, yeah. especially really large things are yeah. shocking to me. Fish, like yeah. I just, yeah. Or I won't go in a lake because who knows what's down there. I am the best tuber because I would oh. rather dislocate my shoulder than end up in the lake. Wow. Yeah. Sure. Wow. I went swimming at a lake as a kid. It was a pond. I recently asked someone if there was a difference between those two things, and someone said ponds are smaller. But yeah, I was that I'd someone. Oh. Yeah, I was that person. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't. I was either was you me. or my boyfriend. There's <laughs> so many things. I'm like, it was yeah. Ali or my boyfriend. My uh -oh. embarrassing sex moment was queefing oh. during sex. Yes. Mm -hmm. well, do you ever have, have it happen when you do like crunches? Because same. Well, I did have it in a yoga class once. Yeah. 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 Oh Jesus. How yeah. are the queef coming out? How's the air getting out? Uh, it's, if they're pumping, oh sure, a little bit uh, of air coming out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And is there almost like it Weeps? exhales too? Yeah, sure, it exhales. It was exhaling. Yeah, they got <laughs> it. Yeah, I um, you know, I recently moved to California. I'd never experienced an earthquake, uh, and I, I felt a, 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 there was a jolt at my house in Pasadena. The earth shook. I, I tripped. I fell squarely on top of a football. Oh my. Oh, that felt great. Oh, mm -hmm. it hit the right spot. It inserted itself. The oh. football? Well, I She's guess had you have 12 had kids. kids. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That was an exciting. Normally, I don't I'm not comfortable speaking about these yeah. things, but this was something unexpected, and you I've don't... never shared it before, and I feel free. I want to transition, wow. in, and yeah, we got to wrap it up. But I want to transition and one insert one thing is that Amanda and I have in common. We've both lived in the Panama Canal. I wish I had lived in the canal specifically. I was in a smaller island. Does anyone actually live in the canal? If the Well, I guess but... they can't get caught if they do. Are you? So we don't know. Are and... you familiar with the Panama Canal School of Journalism for Women? The Women's, that's uh, the women's Panama, Panama, canal. Panama Canal School for Women. Yeah. yeah. That's, um, where, uh, that's, that's where I went. went to school. I heard tale. I heard there was an incident there, um, but none of the locals would speak about it. Do you know what they were referring to? I never learned their language, so I never was able to learn it because all the professors were flown in from other places. Uh, but why did you live there? I was uh, learning Spanish. Oh. Um, I thought they, they speak a Panamanian-flavored Spanish, though. Yeah, it's, it was so interesting because there was a lot of – I ended up on an island that was kind of like on the party-hopping oh. trek that people do around Central America. Wow. Like there was this event called Filthy Friday Ooh. on Fridays that was like – like what the most like disgusting pool parties I've ever like borne oh, witness to. That's a reality show. Um, but there were people from all over. Like you know, I remember like it's one night there were these lovely like Chilean men who I ended mm. up going out with, and mm -hmm. their Spanish was so different. Mm. And so it's like it, yeah, it really does mm. kind of vary. But I think the teachers were mm. so good about speaking mm. in like a way that was re like really accessible mm. and like more neutral at first, and then like as you advance, they're a little bit better about. Wow, filthy Fridays. So here's what we like to do when we wrap up. We like to get from each of you um, advice or a words of wisdom or something you would say. What would you say to someone else who maybe is younger, trying to decide what to do next, or um, just anything you'd want to say to somebody who maybe feels stuck in life or uh, 
you know, doesn't fresh out of college or just just younger in general. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to have gone to college, but just someone feeling like, I don't know what to do. Like I, I, my life isn't working out the way I'd hoped that kind of thing. Oh. Cause I feel like a lot of people yeah. feel like that. So yeah. What, um, what kind of advice would you give? I think it can be really freeing just to think about the fact like you can always typically take something back. You can always move to a different city. You can always try a new job. You can always and, break up. Yeah. And I think mm. oftentimes, especially like growing up, I watched my dad, you know, go to college for a certain thing and work at a company for 35 years and do all of these standard things. And I think in a way now we're realizing that no matter what you go to school for, you can try out different careers. You can try different cities. You can go back to school. And so giving yourself almost that like emotional safety net that you are able to fail is something that I, I found very liberating as someone who grew up and was really I tried to like regiment everything and be a perfectionist and try to anticipate everything so I wouldn't make any mistakes. But that makes a really boring book if you're going to like mm. write a memoir at the end of your life or if someone's going to write a book about you. Mm. I'd rather like watch someone try things, fail, try things, fail, lose all their money, gain it all back than be like and steadily she grew her bank account and she did all the right things and then she popped out two kids and then she did this. And for some people, they are thriving and doing that. And I've just like never necessarily – felt fulfilled by that so giving yourself permission that it's like never too late to try out new things or make mistakes and yeah. do what you want to do even for people our age you think you guys are so young i don't know why you're acting like you're We're on your deathbed 50. yeah you're so young <laughs> well i also i think for me my grandma is 93 and still drinks vodka on the rocks so I know. let's She's all be icon. like marilyn oh. your grandma yeah. is an icon There's a lot of okay, hope and grand. wisdom coming from these two yeah, yeah. Sure is. all right and then i was gonna one? say like i think i was just like wickedly depressed after graduating mm -hmm. college and like experienced like a lapse in ambition that mm -hmm. i never had before and that like really shook me to my core because i think i was always ambitious about stuff that i like absolutely adored so it wasn't like i need to like achieve this thing it was like oh no I love this thing and I want to like hit the ground running, go as hard as I can, shoot my shot in LA. And I think like the one thing that I found the most helpful in like getting through that was I was like the shittier it feels, the more impressive it is for me to get to the other side of this. Wow. Mm. And like this is like this is the reason people quit. Like it's not it's not like the whatever cinematic like mm -hmm. blah blah mm -hmm. like it is like waking up routine and like feeling kind of like garbage uh, several days in a row and not wanting to do the thing and not want it's like the little like monotony of everyday life that you just can't participate in when you're yeah. like not functioning cognitively and like just, I think it's also mm. hard too because with social media you only see someone's highlight reel mm. and so it makes you feel even more isolating when you can't get out of bed or when things are too difficult and I think I'm reminded of a woman that I nannied for used to tell me when she was in her 20s, she'd pick up her friend. They would go through a drive through and just sit in her car and cry mm. because it was so hard and they had yeah. no idea where they were going. And I like always have that in the back of my mind where I'm like, OK, like emotionally, metaphorically, I'm with Sarah in the parking lot mm. with takeout and we're crying because totally. like it's not just me. Everyone's doing. Yes. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was like my life changed when I started to be able to identify that I was lonely. Like that because yeah. I feel like I've always been so like social and like my friendships have always been like the center of my world. Like I'm close to my parents. I feel so mm -hmm. lucky for all of that. And so it was like I have all these like loved ones in my life. But being like despite having all of those loved ones, I'm still lonely and being able to like name that. And mm -hmm. then like once you I don't know it like I feel if like you it name was, it. You can tame it. Yeah. Totally. Have you heard of Halt? No. Halt, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. If you're any of those things, you gotta you gotta refuel, you gotta do mm. self care. Well, you gotta halt. You gotta stop halt. For a moment. You gotta, you gotta, gotta stop. Halt. You gotta stop yeah. and take stock. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. I feel locked like lots of inspiration. Yeah. So do like I. I could do I could change anything. I could well, I've done a lot of jobs, so I kind of I'm kind of living the life they're talking about. Because mm. I jump around and when you approached me and said do a podcast, I was I'm not scared of anything. Well, I'm sitting here and I feel like I could Maybe make a mistake. Maybe yeah. go out on a limb and maybe fall. Wow. And onto a football? <laughs> hopefully onto a football. Great. And uh, you both would make me feel okay about it. <gasps> I would love That's that true. for you. That's true. Thank you. That's true. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you so much. Allison and Amanda. Yeah. Major honor. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. <laughs> Multiple Talking Women is hosted by Lauren Burns, Ariane Price, and Lisa Shurga, and produced by Carafano and Amelia Misco at Stampede Ventures for the Stampede Podcast Network. Okay, I'm done now. <laughs>